Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya.
Real Talk with Tanya White time. We are excited tonight, and I bet you are wondering why. Why am I playing Beyonce? I thought she was talking about Brandy. Well, we are, and when you think of one of the most magnetic brands out there today, whether you love or hate her, Beyonce has one of those magnetic, those marvelous, magnificent brands that we all gravitate toward. And so that's why I started the show with one of her uh, just catapulting singles. That song positioned her for the brand as we know as Beyonce today. So welcome to the Real Talk with Tanya White show. I am your host, Tanya White, and I am excited about kicking real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Our mission every single Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is to help you change your no-I-can't attitudes into yes-I-can actions. And how do we do that? Well, every single Thursday, we we have a show that what is what I call Rated R. We're real, relevant, and refreshing. We talk about relationships, money, books, branding, business, spirituality, everything, anything that helps you to live your very, very best life. So if you are a new listener, we welcome you. If you're a loyal listener, we thank you for tuning in every Thursday at 7 p.m. And so tonight, as I said, we're talking about the secrets to becoming a magnetic brand. And we have one of this nation's, one of the top-notch branding experts, T.C. Coleman, Tasha T.C. Coleman. She is a founder and CEO of Upward Action, a premier branding development, social media, and digital marketing agency. And as you are listening right now, uh, visit her right now at upwardaction.com. And also in our Boast About Your Book segment, we have Stacey Hawkins Adams. She is the author of the new book, who speaks to your heart, and so we're just so thrilled to have her. This is her first time on Road Talk, I believe, and we are ready to hear about her marvelous new book, and also we're ready to hear how to become a magnetic brand. But before we get started, I want you to go right now to TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A. White is in the color. We have some very, very wonderful treats and products for you. First of all, I want you to go register, purchase your slot right now for our May Mega uh, Teleconference. It's it's a mega motivation and manifestation teleconference. We had a teleconference back in January, which was phenomenal. It kicked off our Determined to Win theme for January, our January Jumpstart teleconference. And now we're at the mid-year, and we're going to have a mega May Manifestation and Motivation Conference. Listen, this conference is going to be, as the young people say, off the chain. We have seven, yes, seven mega conference speakers. And listen, if you are on Facebook or if you are uh, have heard any of these speakers, you know that this conference is going to be a treat. And listen, the great thing about it is that there is no travel cost, there's no crowds, there's no parking. You can be and experience a mega transformation from the comfort of your own home because it's right over the telephone. And we have seven speakers, as I said, and we have, first of all, we're going to have Pastor Natalie Francisco from Hampton, Virginia. She's going to talk about uh, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough how to access God's mega flow. 
um, we have Brian Ganges. He's been on the show a few times, and he's going to give us a mega makeover. He's going to bring the spiritual and the practical together, and he's going to teach us how to let go of the pieces of religion and so that we can find balance in the peace of God. Minister Cassandra Gray of Shelbyville, Kentucky, uh, she is going to talk about the topic addicted but anointed how we can get a mega deliverance, how God can still use us through our addiction. And addiction is not drugs or just alcohol. It's shopping. It's food. It's relationships, uh, pleasing others. We can even be addicted to mediocrity. And so Minister Cassandra Gray, this is what she does at creativespiritsministry.com. She is an addiction counselor. So she is going to talk about addicted but anointed, how we can get our mega deliverance, British Hill, the wonderful British Hill from Florida. She is going to talk about give us major steps for living a mega life. Cheryl Pullins, founder of Victorious Living for Women. She's going to talk about how to overcome mega misery to rejoice in our mega victory. Elder Lily Ratliff of Georgia, I believe Atlanta, Georgia. She's going to talk about the topic, Let God Do It. Let God do a mega shift in your life. And this is the time, 2010, people are shifting, things are shifting, I know, in my life. And we need to allow God to shift, even the things that we do not like for him to shift. Let him do it, because everything, in everything, God's decisions are sovereign, and they are going to bless us in the long run. And Minister Tanya Triplett of Louisville, Kentucky, any of y'all who are in Kentucky, And you have heard of this name, Minister Tanya Triplett. She is going to talk. We're going to be blessed to have her talk about your mega is on the way, how not to faint in times of many beginnings and many blessings, many, M-I-N-I, the small beginnings and the many blessings, because sometimes we can have so many blessings that we get complacent. So she's going to talk about how we cannot faint in those two times. Listen, registration is only $20. If you want to become a sponsor, it's only $49. We do aggressive marketing. Visit TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A. White is in the color.com. And while you're there, of course, get my latest book, Girl, You Can Win, The Ten Highly Essential Habits of a Winning Woman. It is my best book yet. You will stop being a wishing woman, a wanting woman, a whining woman, and you will be empowered after you read this book, to be what? A winning woman. So listen, visit TanyaWhite.com. Sign up for the May Mega Manifestation and Motivation Conference. Sign, uh, purchase your bu- uh, book, Girl, You Can Win, and sign up for Tanya's Tip, our monthly newsletter. Now, we have come to the time where I'm so excited. I love talking about books, and I love having authors on the show to boast about their books because as an author, once you write and uh, pour out your feelings and your thoughts on a piece, piece of paper, we need to boast about that, and not in a way of arrogance, but in a way to let everybody know that, listen, this is my book, baby. This is why you should read it. And one key thing about the Boast About Your Book segment that I like, because it allows authors to boast about themselves, because if you don't boast about yourself, listen, nobody else will. So we're excited to have in this segment a Miss Stacy. Hawkins Adams. She is here for the first but not the last time. So we'd like to welcome her to the Real Talk with Tanya White show. We hope Blog Talk is doing uh, wonderful tonight and it looks like it's having a little delay. So let's get her on. Hello, Tanya. I'm here tonight. How are you? 
All righty. Thank you for joining us tonight, Stacy. How are you? I'm doing well. Listen, we're excited to have you on the show. Uh, I believe I have come in contact with you through a writer's teleconference a few years ago. Um, I believe through I Ronnie believe McKnight. So. Yeah, yeah, so I'm oh, kind of yeah. familiar with you, but I'm glad to have you so that you can talk about your wonderful new book, Who Speaks to Your Heart. So, But before we get started, i love for everybody who comes on the show to tell us who they are in your own words. So tell us who okay. you are in your own words. Okay, well, I guess I would say I'm one of those uh, people who was born to be a writer. I've, I've loved to write since I was a very young child and always said that I wanted to grow up and be an author and I, I kind of segued into, in college into journalism and spent uh, 13 years as a professional newspaper reporter. But during that time, I covered social issues. I wrote a spirituality column for a daily newspaper and did a lot of different things that kind of helped shape me into the author that I am. Um, I primarily write Christian fiction, so I've written six Christian fiction novels. Uh, some of them that you may be familiar with would be Watercolored Pearls, uh, The Someday List, my most recent novel came out in January. That's called Dreams That Won't Let Go. And then tonight I'm here to talk with you about my first nonfiction book, which I'm really excited about, and it's called Who Speaks to Your Heart, Tuning In to God's Whispers. So that's sort of my, my brief bio. <laughs> Listen, I love authors who do not stay in the little box. Once You know, sometimes once we get comfortable in writing one genre, we just stay there. But I'm so glad that you ventured out and wrote a nonfiction book. Um, and so tell us about, you said that you were born a writer. Right. How did you know that you was born a writer? Because some people, <laughs> you know, some people say, I want to write a book, but they were not born to write. You understand what I'm saying? So tell us, yeah. what, how did you know that you were born to write? I cannot remember a time after I learned how to read that I wasn't writing. I was just. I was the type of child where if you put a, a pen or a piece of paper in front of me, I was going to sit there and, and just scribble a poem or write a short story. You know, just like, you know, some kids are eating a bowl of cereal or watching TV. That's what I would do. It would just flow out of me. And I, I'm the youngest of five children, and so my eldest sister at that time was in grad school, and she would take my short stories and my poems and type them up, and she always gave them back to me, you know, just typed up and stapled as if in booklet form. And she would say, here's your book, you know, you're an author. And so that seed was always there. And people just always had such a positive reaction. I had friends in school who would beg me to write poems for them. My teachers wow. would ask me to write stories. So that was a, a, a gift that I recognized early on because other people recognized it and nurtured it in me. Wow. So that is awesome. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Stacy Hawkins Adams. And it's hard for me not to call you Stacey Adams. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I, I don't want to be the shoe lady. Since, look, I know they're not, it. Since they're not hiring me to advertise the shoes, I'm like, I've got to keep my maiden name in there, too. <laughs> yes. But listen, I know you have a great background in writing. But we, So before we get to your Who Speaks to Your Heart, tell our audience your background as a writer professionally. Okay, well, like I said, I started out as a journalist and mm -hmm. uh, worked at a couple of papers around the country, a newspaper reporter, but I spent the bulk of that time in Richmond, Virginia. And like I said, my primary beat was social issues. So that was everything from writing about children and family issues to writing about nonprofit agencies to writing about issues like domestic violence and poverty and welfare reform. 
So that really gave me a depth of experience because I wouldn't just write about it like, oh, here are the laws or here are the policies. I would go into people's homes and I would talk to them and see how they were living. And so those are just really rich stories for me. And even with the domestic violence, I went, uh, back in the year 2000, I went into a domestic violence shelter every day for a four-month period, and I would just sit there and, and watch how the, you know, the women were living and grappling with their situations, and I would talk to them and so out of those situations and experiences, I, I wrote newspaper stories, but a lot of that has translated into my fiction, and so I'll write fictional characters based on those themes. And, you know, I also met some of the most wealthiest people uh, in the nation and in, and in the Virginia area where I lived, and so those kinds of themes translate into my stories. Um, and then, as I said, I ended up writing a, a faith-based column for the newspaper, so that is kind of similar to what I, I'm doing with Who Speaks to My Heart. It would basically just be about how do you live your spirituality in daily life. So I would sometimes, if there was a major thing like 9-11, you know, I wrote about the terrorist attacks and what that meant to people. And other times I might just profile someone who had gone through something in their life and talk about how their faith saw them through. So that's a, that was a huge part of my life. And I still love journalism mm-hmm. and do some nonfiction freelancing. Uh, but that's kind of how I got started. Now, how long did it take you to write Who Speaks to Your Heart? Um, that book, I actually wrote that book while I was writing a couple of my most recent novels, but I guess it took me off and on probably about a, over a nine-month period of time. Okay, okay. Did you find it hard because, you, like you said, you, you know, you have been used to re- writing fiction. Did you find it, even though you, you have a background in nonfiction, did you find it hard to make that transition and say, I'm, I'm writing a fiction, uh, nonfiction book? It wasn't. It wouldn't have been hard if I were just writing nonfiction because I would have been able to just put on my journalism hat. Yes. But it was hard because I was writing about myself, okay. and it just really made me feel really vulnerable. Because in this book, um, I talk a lot about my personal experiences of faith. I talk about my own insecurities um, as a woman. I talk about my insecurities and my journey with God, and just about how God saw me through things and through those challenges, strengthened my faith. So for me, it was like, oh, my goodness, why am I putting myself out here like that? But every time I would write a chapter or write about an experience, what God seemed to be saying to me was, you know, this is bigger than you. This is about the people who are going to read it. This is going to help someone who's struggling in a particular area. And I think it also helps because I am, you know, this novelist. I've written novels, and I've been this journalist, and, you know, I'm a wife and a mother. And, you know, you, you look on the surface and you see, oh, like Beyonce says, you know, you got it all together. But I think, you know, it's a way of peeling back layers and showing that underneath all that fabulousness, really we are all just the same, and we're all searching for God and and asking for God to speak to our hearts in a a unique way. And that's what I try to talk about and show in this book. Right. If you just joined us, we're talking to Stacey Hawkins-Adams. And if you have a question, please call 347-215-6446. Now you said the V word, vulnerability. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, my writing coach, my life coach, told you know that was an issue with me because sometimes I, I believe as writers, we I don't think it's a conscious thing, but through our writing, we can you know kind of hide some of our issues or you know delay them dealing with them in, in sometimes. But when you like you said become vulnerable, it's like cathartic in in a way. Did did you think that you know this was something that you had to go through or this was like a release for you? You know, I guess not because I think probably, and I say, and I don't say that as, oh, I, you know, I'm just, I got it all together. But I guess because for me, um, I guess the things that I had shared, mm-hmm. they're they're part of my journey that I've been through, okay. and I probably have prayed through, and I do a lot of uh, 
professional public speaking. And so I had probably kind of processed those things along those lines. But for me, even just putting it on paper, it was like, okay, you put it on paper, this is just there forever. And there are some things that I've never talked about publicly that I share in the book. There's a chapter where I talk about, you know, uh, it's not really a health issue, but it's almost a health issue. I talk about that and how that came about and what God revealed to me, you know, spiritually as well as, you know, health-wise through that particular incident. So some things, it wasn't so much cathartic, but it was almost like, it was almost like I had to have the courage to trust that God wanted me to tell the story. So really yeah. for me, it was another level of trusting him mm-hmm. to, to use the experience of the story however he needed to use it. Wow. Now tell us some good nuggets, what we will get from this book, Who Speaks From Your Heart, as we're reading it. What would the reader receive from this? Um, I think the reader will receive, they'll definitely see some uh, some scriptural, uh, I guess, examples of how God spoke to people, probably some things they're familiar with, but also just some reminders and maybe even some new areas of, oh, okay, I didn't think about that particular biblical story and how that would apply to my life. Uh, I talk not only about my own personal experiences, but I also talk about several other women throughout the book and just talk about things that they went through and how God used those experiences to transform their life. So I think I'm hoping that when they read it that they will see themselves in the pages of either my story or these other women's stories and say, wow, okay, I felt that too, and, you know, this is what God showed her, maybe that's what he's saying to me. So I'm hoping they'll get the they'll learn from the personal experiences they read about They'll um, they'll learn from the scriptural examples, but also they'll receive some practical tips and guidance on how they can begin to strengthen their own relationship with God and hear from him more clearly because at the end of each chapter, um, there's either a section that guides them through a prayer or guides them through journaling or asks them certain questions or, you know, gives them tips on how they can, you know, strengthen their, their relationship with God. All right. Can you share, give us some examples of one of the stories that we would like to Sure. Sure. I guess one that I, I've shared this one before, and, and I, this one is probably just really close to my heart. Um, I can't remember the title of the chapter because I don't have the book right in front of me, but it's a it's a chapter where I basically talk about how when we 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 pray a certain prayer and we ask God to give us something, and we just know because we prayed it and we're Christians, He's going to do it. Mm-hmm. That He doesn't necessarily answer in the way we want Him to answer. And in that particular chapter, I talk about how my mom turned ill very suddenly back in 2005, and I was rushing home. I live in Virginia, but I'm from Arkansas, so I was trying to get home to be with her. And when I was about 10 minutes away from the airport where I was going to catch my flight, I got a call that my mom had died. Mm. And so I found myself in that last 10 minutes on the ride to the airport. I was, of course, heartbroken, but I was also kind of angry with God because I was like, wait a minute, come on. You know, I'm writing Christian novels. I'm I'm speaking for you. I'm writing this newspaper column. Come on, God, I've been obedient. Why couldn't you let me make it home to her? So, you know, I get into the airport, and I'm just bawling, and I'm trying to put my little credit card in there so I can get my uh, ticket. And uh, the, the ticket agent, she's like, you know, what's going on with you? Well, why can't you get this done? And I explained to her that my mom just died, and she stops, and she looks me in the eyes, and she says, you know, did your mom know God? And I'm like, yeah, you know. She's like, okay, she's fine. She's mm-hmm. with the Lord. She's going to be fine. And then, like, two two minutes later, I'm walking through the airport still crying, and I bump into a lady from my church, and she stops me and prays with me right in the middle of that busy airport at 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I get on the plane, and she's across from me. And it's sort of like people just guided me through that whole trip. And, you know, I got to my layover in Houston, and I had a message on my voicemail from a friend who didn't know that I was going home, but she recited the scripture about even though the human body perishes, 
the spirit is being renewed. And then I got to my mom's house, and so she had her um, her Sunday school lesson open, and it was the last page that she had read before she went into the hospital, and the title of that lesson was Victory Over Death. So it was like God was speaking to me saying, you know what, yes, you're upset, yes, you're angry, but this is really not about you. Mm-hmm. This is the plan that I have for your mother. This is how I healed your mother, and I'm going to walk this painful process with you, but you've got to accept that this was my purpose for her. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the stories I share and just talk about how even though it may not be the answer we want, that God really never leaves us in a situation like that. Wow, it is so I know it's not ironic, but my mom also died in 2005. And the same, oh, wow. I mean, 2000, I, I literally, my thing was I survived 2005 because. Exactly. Because really, it's something to lose a parent. You know, I lost my dad in 96, but when you lose your mom, the one who yeah. gave you life, it's something, and it's unexplainable until, until you go through it, you'll never understand. So right. I really understand how you said that you were angry with God. I was angry with God. You know why you did this? I prayed. Look, God, I did everything you told me to do. Right. But the yeah. last part you said, he said to me, this is how I healed her. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I truly I, I connect with that. Listen, where can our listeners uh, get who speaks to your heart? Well, you know what? This is a good preview um, interview because the book doesn't release until May 1st. So, uh, which is next weekend, and if you're in the Richmond, Virginia area, I'm having a big book launch party at a local Barnes & Noble on Friday night, April 30th at 6.30 p.m., but otherwise, people can get it on May 1st, that next day, and if they want to go online now to Amazon.com or any of their favorite national booksellers, they can find it online, and they can go ahead and pre-order it, and maybe it will arrive by uh, that time, because I know that the booksellers probably already have it in stock, so they can order it now, and, and they should receive it soon. Wow. Listen, if you don't get that book for anything else, you need to get it for the story she shared about her mom. Uh, What other projects do you have, Miss Stacy? Well, I'm in the process now of working on a new fiction series, and also I have some proposals out for a couple of nonfiction titles. So just kind of in the process of being creative. I wrote uh, four books over an 18-month period which ends with this this new nonfiction, Who Speaks to Your Heart. And like I said, my novel, Dreams That Won't Let Go, came out in January. So I took a little break just to kind of live again. And so now I'm in that creative process of coming up with some new projects and, you know, getting back in the cycle of writing new characters again. Yeah. If you're not an author and a writer, you you never understand (laughs) what she just said, (laughs) to live again. I totally understand. You you have have to be intentional about that. You have to go, I go into what I call my writing cage, yes. and it's like I have to set out the world so I can live in that fictional world or focus on those nonfiction chapters to make it relevant and make sense to the readers. And so you, you're right, people, my, my husband doesn't get it. He's like, why do you cram all that in? I'm like, I don't want to be living in two worlds, you right. know, walking around with characters swimming in my head and trying to do the real life thing. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to kind of go away. Yes, yes. Now, if readers want to stay connected to you, how can they stay connected to you? Okay, well, of course, I'm a Facebook addict like most of us, so I have a fan page. I think they changed it now to, what, a like page or something. But if they go to facebook.com forward slash books by Stacy, and that's S-T-A-C-Y with no E, facebook.com slash books by Stacy, they can they can meet me there. And then, of course, my website, StacyHawkinsAdams.com, and that's Stacy with no E. 
and they can read excerpts of all of my books, but even Who Speaks to Your Heart, I have a different chapter out there on the books page if they want to check that out. Wow, Stacey, you have been sensational. I'm definitely going to get that book because, like I said, uh, I couldn't really agree with with the loss of mother, and it's a daily struggle sometimes, it especially is. with Mother's Day coming up. This is my kind of queasy period. so Yeah, I, I can relate. <laughs> yes, yes, I will definitely get that. We thank you for being on the show, and if nothing else, we will follow up with you later. All right, thanks so much, and all the best to you. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Listen, if you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we just got through talking to Stacey Hawkins Adams. She talked about her wonderful upcoming book, uh, Who Speaks to Your Heart, her first nonfiction book. And you can go to Amazon.com right now, pre-order that. It releases on May 1st, uh, she said. Uh, Just awesome what she shared today about her mom. So go get that, anybody who's dealing with the loss of a mother, even just the loss of a parent, and you're struggling with understanding why God uh, allow that to happen. Sounds like this is the book for you. Listen, thank everyone who is in the chat and online. We love that you are here. And up next, in about two minutes, we have the top-notch branding expert herself, Miss Tasha T.C. Coleman, and she's going to give us the secrets to becoming a magnetic brand. Listen, If you are a small business owner, an author, a speaker, and you don't know what branding is or you don't know how to develop your brand, Tasha is a terrific source. And she is going to share some of the secrets that uh, she does in her business, Upward Action. Uh, She focuses on brand development, social media, digital marketing. So visit her right now before she comes on at upwardaction.com. Also visit Stacy at facebook.com backslash books by Stacy, Stacy without an E. And also visit her StacyHawkinsAdams.com and look at the uh, great products that she has. Order her new book, Who Speaks to Your Heart? And listen, in just about a minute or so, we're going to have TC on. So we're going to take a little music break. Uh, listen to some more Beyonce. Why? Because she is a magnetic, a magnetic brand, and we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes.
Beyonce, a woman like me, and when we think of a magnetic brand, listen, Beyonce is at the top of my list. Since 2003, since she launched out on her a solo career, she has uh, exploded. She is Beyonce, one word. She's not one of the members of Destiny's Shout, and it is all because she has built a magnetic brand, and that's what we're talking about tonight, and we have Miss Tasha T.C. Coleman online, one of this nation's top-notch branding experts, and we are glad to have her back on Real Talk with Tanya White. Hello, Miss Tasha. How are you? I am good, Tanya. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks. Listen, we are excited to have you. You're going to teach us how to build and create a magnetic brand, and you are the woman for the job. Before we dive into these questions, I would love for you to tell our audience who you are in your own words. Oh, great. Well, I tell you, I like to start by saying that I am a a woman of God, of of faith, who is passionate about helping business owners get their messages out so that they can do the work that they are purposed to do. And at Upward Action, and, and my company is all about helping business owners take upward action. So that means understanding your promise of value knowing how to create a message around that promise of value, using the words and the language that your target market is using, and then doing the work you're meant to do. I mean, that that's really kind of the crux of, of what we do at Upward Action. And I should say getting that message out, using the Internet as a primary platform for sharing the message, really putting the information right where people want it. Uh, listen, you've used those that terminology that some people may not know. What? How do you develop or how do you know what, who your target market is made up of? That's a great question. Here's how you start with your target market. You, you really start with your purpose and what you do. 
in your programs, products, and services, right? And once you're clear about, you know what you do, you want to be clear about the value that you create. You know, what, what, is, what do you alter? How are people's lives or businesses different because of the work you, you do, right? Mm-hmm. And so once you're clear about that, the next step is to identify those groups of people who will benefit the most from what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Once you know who those people are, you want to go a, the next step, and you want to take a look at what, who do you like to work with? Who do you connect with the most? Right, because right. you want to then take a look at who know who can use your pro- programs, products, and services the most, and you want to connect with those people that you have a natural and you have a, a natural energy with, and you you naturally connect to. And once you've identified that group, the next step, which is very important, a lot of business owners um, overlook, you want to then decide who can afford to hire you, right? So, you know. Listen, T.C., Tasha Coleman, say that again. Well, who can afford to hire you? Yes. Because we can do great work with people who we connect with, but if you've targeted a market that can't afford your services, then you have a hobby. You're you're not running a business. Yes, and sometimes, especially as women, uh, we believe that, you know, we have this gift, we have this business, and if people can't afford it, then we're just going to give it away. No. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, 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 you know, I struggle with that, too. We cannot, and you know this, Tanya, we can't give it away because when we consistently give away our talents and our programs and products and services, we are no longer going to be in a position where we can help people, and it's all about helping more people. Now, a lot of times what I'll tell my clients, and I do this myself, you might want to set aside a portion of your time or a portion of your product where you will do some things pro bono. I'm a former lawyer. I guess you're always a lawyer. I'm not practicing. But, you know, as, as a lawyer, I always did a certain amount of pro bono work, and we do that at our practice here. So you can, you can share some at no cost, but once you hit that threshold, you must cut it off and make sure you're charging. Listen, that's million-dollar information right there because women, we're, we're social creatures, and sometimes, you know, we feel guilty because, you know, we can't help people. But you said, Akitha, you have to know who can afford your services. And if you are a business owner, author, speaker, there's somebody out there who can afford your services and then go into the other area who is willing to pay for it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, I've and given... So, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was saying, I, I had to learn that the hard way because in the beginning of my business, I gave so much away. And, yep. and And so I had to learn that quickly. And now that I've learned it, you know, it's a transition to stick to it. Absolutely. It's a transition to stick to it, to, to, to stick to it. And sometimes, Tanya, we can help ourselves and we can help our clients um, and we can satisfy that need to give. It. And here's the way to do it. You, in your marketing, in your branding, right, your, your brand is your unique promise of value. And so you want to be adding value. So you may want to create, and actually I suggest that, that your listeners create some things that are free. So what you, you may blog, right? You may have a blog where you're sharing valuable information and there's no cost to read your blog. Or you may create education-based videos. 
and there's no cost to view some of those videos. So create some information that is valuable that you can give away for free and place that information on your website. And then when people want something, if they can't afford you, they're not your ideal client. So first understand that. But if you want to help them anyway, you can always lead them to your website where there's valuable information that you have given away for free. And that allows you to run a profitable business with ideal clients who can afford to pay you and are willing to pay while also helping those who can't. Wow. So what I'm hearing you say, and also branding is a process, a strategic process that requires planning. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it is. Yeah, go ahead. It is your, we call it, it is your unique promise of value. That's your brand. It's what people expect when they run across your logo or they hear your name or they see something that will remind them of you. That value that they expect to get, that's your brand. That is your brand. I tell everybody, and it's something about your name, and when people hear your name, they equate it with something. Like I said, I play Beyonce, magnetic brand. You know, when Beyonce does something, she's going to deliver. And I love what you said. Your brand is your unique promise of value. If you're mm-hmm. not giving anything of value, you, you're you not branding yourself. You don't have a clear-cut vision. How does somebody who has done has not who has done a not so good job of delivering their unique promise of value how can they revamp or uh, their brand okay that's a great that's a great question here is here is how you get started you take some quiet time and you connect with what the ben- you connect with the benefit of working with you not not features but what changes when people work with you so you first reconnect with that. And then the next step is to determine how you can create information that will make people better. How can you share that valuable information, right, that you're able to uh, to, to create based on what you're doing? It's creating, creating the content and then sharing it. And I always tell clients, you want to have a mix of things that you share with people for no cost, like this show, Tanya, like you are building your brand because you do this fantastic show. It's no cost. You're providing valuable information so people know what to expect when they talk, when they log into your radio show because you're giving this great content. And then you want to have things that people pay you for, mm-hmm. right? So you build your brand based on that valuable information that you're giving away for free that then leads people to what you are selling. So a person who is repositioning themselves or really rebuilding the brand connects with that value and that, that, that benefit and then create content to share it. Wow. Now let me, this is a question, and, I, and you know, I've had some, you know, um, people sometimes don't, uh, don't agree with me. I say your brand <laughs> reflects your life. Yes. Okay, do you you agree with that? I your brand absolutely. Mm-hmm. Your brand reflects not only your life and maybe it reflects your life. And I should say in some cases it may reflect your life, but your brand re- really captures who you are. 
Mm-hmm. And that's if you are running a solo enterprise or you are an executive at a Fortune 15 company, who you are is showcased in that promise of value. You know, it's how you deliver. Mm-hmm. Are you giving great content or are you cutting corners? You know, how are you? Who are you? What can people expect? Are you compassionate? Are you considerate of your clients and your customers or the, and the, or the end user? Or are you just thinking about what's quick and easy and fast and only benefits you and your company? That's all about that brand and what people expect when they hear about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so sometimes when you, you're doing a change or a reposition, and sometimes you have to clean up some messes in your life so that people yeah. can really buy in to your brand. That's what I'm hearing you saying. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Tasha Coleman. If you have a question, please call 347-215-6446. This is, like she said, free information. You can get some of your uh, questions answered. You have about 10 minutes. Now, Tasha, we're going to play a little game because I love branding. I love marketing. I love helping people build it. So I'm going to throw out some names and just give me one <laughs> word when you think about the brand that they have created, okay? Okay. All right. Let's start with Bill Gates. Uh, community. Community. Yeah. 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 Uh, and okay. I tell you, it's, it's, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. I was going to say, and it's interesting that community comes up first for me. Bill Gates has done a magnificent job of being a billionaire who cares. Yes, yes he has. Yes yeah. he has. He gives he gives he has a lot of money but he gives and donates and helps people. He shares he sure his does. Shares yep, his he sure does. Let's uh start with uh a next one. Uh let's say President Obama. Integrity. Okay. All right. Lady O, Oprah Winfrey. Power. Power. <laughs> yes. Mega power. Mega power. Mega power. Yes. This, uh, Martha Stewart, she's a great example. Reinvention. Yes. That's what is exactly exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, she, has, yes, she has reinvented herself. Yeah. She has. Absolutely. Yeah. And done a magnificent job. Yeah. Uh, let's think about Okay, the music industry. Let's start with <laughs> country music. We should say this is not scripted, so I love it. It's live radio. Oh yeah, it's real talk. Because <laughs> everything, everything is about branding. When you see, because we are a media-driven society, so when you see yep. somebody in media, we're seeing their brand. And so, uh, what about uh, I don't know if you country music as a whole. Oh gosh, honesty. Oh, we and, are and I say spirits. that. <laughs> are we? I love, I, and that's why I love country music for yeah. its honesty, this yeah. authenticity. Absolutely, um, there's a real truth to those lyrics that can touch your heart. I'm from South Carolina. My mother happens to be a big. I mean, my mom, my parents grew. We grew up with all types of music, but my mother loves country music, mm-hmm. and the stories that are told. Um, can really just touch your heart. Wow, yes. That's exactly why I love it. Now, name somebody who has not done 
a good job of branding that, you know, somebody in the media and how give their advice on how they can change it around. <laughs> um, someone who's not done a good job yeah. with branding. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anyone offhand, but I'll tell you a, a common mistake okay, that um, people or companies can make when branding themselves, and that is when they're not clear about the audience. Mm-hmm. And that's often the most that's the most common mistake I, I see. You know, you cannot have a brand message that appeals to everyone. Mm-hmm. So you got to be clear. At least you can't have one message that appeals to everyone. Now you can have a multifaceted brand, so mm-hmm. you have different segments of the the population that you serve. But you have to have a message that appeals to each population. Right. And that's important. And so that is a common mistake. It's when people have one generic brand message and it's so broad and it's so generic that it could appeal to anyone, which means that it connects with no one. No one. Yes. And so here's an example that I, I often give. Like if you you take a Pepsi a Coca Cola ad, the ad that you see in ESPN mm-hmm. magazine is different from that the ad that you might see in Black Enterprise. And that's purposeful. Those sports guys, there are certain things that appeal to them. And so you have to know that and have your brand message connect. Mm-hmm. Like some of that might not appeal to a softer magazine, not a softer magazine, but not an edgy sports magazine. Like for Essence, for example, there's a different audience reading Essence than ESPN, and even if it's the same person, they're looking for different things when they're looking at those two magazines. So you got to be clear about who you're speaking to, so that you can craft your message appropriately. Mm-hmm. So let's get into uh, you said because it takes you know knowing your audience, and let's get into a cost factor. A small business owner who is just starting out wants to build a solid brand but has a limited budget, what are some things that they can do to still have a good brand without looking like you said they're skipping on certain stuff? What what could they do? Well, here, I mean, you know, social media makes it possible for people to have tremendous brands Mm -hmm. uh, and, and really share in a big way. So for that small business owner, the first thing I would do is get clear about what market they serve, right? So they're clear about that. And then I'd have them be very intentional. We'd do some keyword research. It would be very intentional about the language that the people they're serving use to describe the benefit they get from using that small business owner's programs, products, or services. So you know who you serve and you know the language in which they're speaking. Then I have that person pay attention to the people they've identified, where they're hanging out online. So you want to use social networks, and, you know, we all know the big three, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. So I want that – I have that business owner find their community. Start with those big three. Find the community. Now you know who you serve. You know the language you're speaking, and you know where they're hanging out online. So then I'd have them pay attention to the culture on those websites because they want to start – listening and engaging and interacting with their target market where the market is, right? So but you got to know the culture of the websites and the culture of the social networks that you're engaging 
end. So once you've done that, now you have a solid way to have a strategy to connect with people. So let's back up. How do you have a powerful image? There are certain things that you need to invest in, right? You need to invest in a good, solid photo of yourself, a professional photo that shows you in the light that you want people to remember you in. Mm-hmm. And you need to have a solid image that's going to represent your company. Mm-hmm. So is that your logo or the styling? I mean, it's really your logo, the styling of your name, your business name, Whatever it is that you want to be memorable, you want to have that. Now that you have those two core things, oftentimes that will get you started with building a presence on those social networks where your clients are so that you can start engaging them. So that's one way to get started. Now let me back up a little bit because I'm, I'm leaning heavily online because for small business owners, social media and online marketing, I tell you, is the best thing to ever happen to us. Mm-hmm. So I would I would advise a small business owner to invest in having a solid home base for their online work. And so that's a website. And if they're not ready to develop a full-blown website, you can use a blog site, uh, the WordPress platform, WordPress.org, not .com, but .org. Buy your domain name, your brand, so you, you purchase that, and create even a simple blog site with a clean header using a photo or an image, you know, in a tag, a message that connects with your audience, and start using social networks to engage with people. That's kind of a quick and dirty way to start getting your message out there to the right people in a consistent fashion. Yeah. Okay, TC, we're down to four minutes, but I, I do know this oh, system. I know this is a big issue, Some and, and I hear people, and I try to uh, enlighten them on this. People say, you know, I don't like Facebook. I don't like Twitter. I don't like the social media. You know, I'm just going to stick with word of mouth. How detrimental mm-hmm. is that to minimizing your brand awareness? I mean, it, it, it kills it. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Digital word of mouth is how people get information, and that's what it is, digital word of mouth. When people are looking for something, either they're looking for something in the first instance or they want to validate something someone has told them, the first thing that most people will do is Google it. Mm-hmm. So I teach a course, and I, and, and I have a blog article on my, my website that says you are who Google says you are. Mm-hmm. And that's true in a lot of situations, and that's especially true for the small business owner. When you don't have a big budget and a hundred years of brand development or goodwill towards your brand name. You have to be on these social networks. They're all the major ones are indexed by Google. You have to have a website. You have to have a presence online, or just decide that you're going to give your business to client. I mean, to competitors or others in your industry. Yeah, yeah, and you have to you have to be savvy about it. So yeah. you have to take time to learn about it. Like you said, I love what you said. Invest in a good professional photo. That comes yes. in the budgeting for your brand, uh, yes. and then utilize the free stuff, and then invest in an economical uh, online presence, and and that is so key, so key right now. Because when I when I'm trying to find something, or people tell me something, that's the first thing I do. I you Google at, it. I Google it and see if they have a website. If they don't, ninety nine percent of the time I don't deal with them because I need to know before I call you what I'm getting into. 
Absolutely. And it shows a savviness and a commitment to your business. So you have to do it. And this is what I tell business owners a lot of times too. Pay for strategy, right? So you learn how to use the tools. And then if you want to spend time learning how to use the tools and using them yourself, do it. But it it makes business sense and it will save you lots of time. It will help you grow your business faster if you invest in learning how to create a strategic plan of action for getting your brand message together and promoting yourself using online and offline tools. Yes. You have been terrific. How can somebody stay connected, uh, you know, get some more information? I know your website has a lot of free information. I do. I have a blog. I have free videos. The best way to, to find out more is to go to our website, Upward Action, U-P-W-A-R-D-A-C-T-I-O-N.com. And we have a social media portal. And if you go to Upward Action today, you'll see what we're doing with social media all on that one, one web page. Wow. Last words for, about branding uh, to build that magnetic brand. Last words. You are, your brand is a reflection of you. You are your brand. That's what I tell clients. You are your brand. How you interact with people, what you say, how you deliver on your promises, commitments made, all of that is a representation of your company. So understand, first, you are your brand. You are the spokesperson for your brand, and you want to always be putting your best foot forward so that when people think about your promise of value, they think of positive energy, positive things, delivering wow. it on time and doing it well. Wow, I love what you said, that promise value. You have been terrific. We're going to follow up with you and definitely have you back on the show, TC. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful weekend. You too. Take care, Tanya. Bye-bye. Listen, this is a great show. Visit TC at UpwardAction.com for those branding uh, tips. Uh, invest. If you are looking to reposition yourself, relaunch your brand, refresh your brand, she is the woman to go to. Listen, visit TanyaWhite.com. I have some great stuff for you. Girl, you can win. If you are not confident on launching and building your brand and having a confident brand, I teach you, give you some tips on how to become a winning woman. It's about attitude, actions, and association. Visit TanyaWhite.com. Order that book, Girl, You Can Win. And listen, tune in next week as we close out our spring action a month, and we're going to talk about So He Cheated, Now What? We're going to have Nicole Cleveland on. She wrote a book about infidelity and how to bounce back from it. I love you guys. Listen, we're going to close out with my girl, Beyonce, once again. Uh, just close out with all the single ladies. I love Yay. you guys. Bye. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rounds in your mouth. Mm-hmm.
Bring them out, bring them out. 